do you pinch on your skin like I do or like do you keep on like fidgeting with your fingers because you don't want to think about something and anxiety keeps twisting your brain into thinking about it and when you think about it you fear that you might lose this thing and let's say an idea that job I want to get that job and I keep thinking about it thinking about it and for some reason I end up not having my job is it like because of anxiety or is it because of the overthinking or is it because of negativity we all know that negativity is a choice but like anxiety is not For the past few days, I have been um, I have been googling about bipolar disorder just for research for my novel, and for some reason, I was so indulged in knowing about this like this illness that my anxiety for some reason made it feel like I was diagnosed with it I'm not sure but like I hate when my anxiety makes up lies whenever I want to do anything especially when it comes to research and reading information because it'll like create some sort of story when I'm actually the novelist and it's like two novelists trying to settle on one plot but it is not working and for some reason, we're gonna talk about anxiety today and how, what does it feel like to be living with anxiety? Welcome to a new episode of And Then Some. This is the eighth episode of season one of this show and it's insane how I wanted to start this podcast like I've been working on it for a year ago but the only thing that kept me from launching it directly or immediately was my anxiety because I was scared I was afraid of people like not listening to it it's not like thousands of people listen to my podcast right now but for some reason I was so scared about posting the podcast and I was even more scared about doing YouTube I'm I have been thinking about it and I don't know I might do it I might not but the thing is that for some reason there are a lot of things that hold us back and we end up like pushing it pushing it forward because we think we will find the right time for it or or the right time will come to us but in reality if we didn't chase what is meant for us then i don't think the i don't think it'll be worth it at some point because if you were so passionate about it in the beginning you would be you would lose interest in the end that's what happened to me when i wanted to start this podcast a year ago i was 
kind of contemplating whether I should or I should not like launch it. I was doing some research on it, the equipment, the platforms, and I was not in the mental state where I was <clears throat> sorry, I was not in the mental state where I was able or confident enough to launch a podcast and living with anxiety made it worse. So I was so like diving in into writing my fourth novel and I was giving all my attention to my novel. At some reason I was I was graduating high school and I didn't really care about high school. I didn't really care about the grades. I didn't really care about studying that much. I used to study but not like that much. I'm an average student so it didn't matter. I was excelling at my favorite subject though. That counts I guess and for some reason I was so like excited about graduating so I could focus on my novel. I could like give all my attention to all my projects and when I came here to Canada, I was kind of paralyzed. I, for some, I'm, oh my god, I keep saying it. Okay, so when I came here, I wrote the quarantine diaries, which I was kind of nervous about posting. In the quarantine diaries, my anxiety was writing on my behalf. I didn't, I was not fully concentrated when I wrote the quarantine diaries it was all my anxiety writing and it was all her words her emotions her her effect on me um and I was literally in a haze I was just like I was exhausted from a 12 hour, a 12 hour flight I was jet lagged I didn't I was in you to the country I have been quarantined like I was in quarantine for 14 days and I didn't know what to do so it's crazy because as I remember when I first started to pack the only thing that my anxiety helped me with is telling me to pack my notebooks and my pens that's the first thing that I packed when I came here and I'm lucky and I'm grateful that I packed all my notebooks because literally all my novel, all my poems, all my writings, my journals, whatever, are on my notebooks and I didn't have like storage in my phone to write everything and I hate writing on my phone or my laptop immediately before writing on paper. Writer problems and I was so, I was not anxious about... <coughs> I was sorry I was not anxious about I was not anxious about coming here because I was confident enough I wanted to like open a blank page for me reintroduce myself to everyone even to myself I didn't care about people back home all I wanted to do was to forget about them and move on, move past them, like finish my novel and see where the journey will take me here. But 
the first 14 days of quarantine have been very stressful. I was I was sitting in the suburbs of Ottawa and it's a very beautiful place. The apartment was nice and all, but I was my sleep schedule was not the best, especially when I'm an early bird. I wake up at 5 a.m. and sleep at like 9 or 8, usually earlier. And my sleep schedule was not the best. I was just, I was like on the journey of losing weight and I have been binge eating and I was, I left my work in progress and like my novel, I left it and I kept writing in my quarantine diaries. I would wake up like since 4 or 5 a.m. and write until 7 or 8. I was furious. I was like in the aftermath of the aftermath of coming here to Canada and I was jet lagged and I want I like I wanted to wake up before everyone else. I wanted to keep on moving with my routine that I had back in Lebanon but for some reason it didn't work. I was more emotional than I thought I would be. For the first 14 days, I didn't miss home at all. And I don't really miss it right now. I'm not guilty about saying it. I just don't really miss home and I don't really miss anything about it because it didn't get me anything that changed my life. My life is changing here and the reason why I was diagnosed with anxiety was being peer pressured or not being taken seriously and being mistreated, misled or whatever. I have been diagnosed with anxiety for seven years now and I can say that I'm recovering slowly. I'm not pinching my skin anymore. I'm not fidgeting with my fingers. I'm not zoning out. I'm not um, overthinking. I'm not overthinking. That's something I'm so grateful for because I'm not overthinking anymore. And my best friend knows that how I would have like overthinking mental breakdowns, how I would like be talking to her crying telling her so many things like 10,000 messages I'm I'm like the type of person who doesn't send a paragraph I just send a message after a message and she would like say stop overthinking and I would say it's not that easy it's I can't just shut my brain off I need it to write I need it to move on with my life, I needed to live because I can't live if my, my brain was not functioning and I had anxiety poking me in my ribs and my hips and my mind and her finger would dig into my brain and something that I don't wish for anyone to go through because it is not easy social media 
like the thing about social media is that it speaks about anxiety awareness but at the same time it doesn't like there are some people who don't take it seriously but just like post for the trend of it and some people are actually diagnosed and when they speak about it when they speak about their experiences they do not get taken i i remember back in high school when some people would come to the school's auditorium and share their experiences i would look around me and i would be probably the only one listening when it comes to situations about mental health, anxiety, social awareness, social issues like harassment, um, like, it's, there are topics that we need to open our eyes about, but society keeps covering our eyes. When you, when I, I saw that one time on social media, on my Instagram or something, I saw um, a rape story about a girl being raped and it was all like recorded on footage and the rapists, yeah, because they she was like raped by a group, I guess, the rapists were not <clears throat> charged with, with what they deserved. Like for me, I would give all racist sorry rapists death penalty and racists for some reason so death penalty for all for all rapists is fair to all for every woman who has been raped harassed um mistreated misled and the aftermath of being traumatized is <coughs> The after, sorry, the aftermath of being traumatized is, if not having PTSD, is being is having anxiety. I'm not speaking about anxiety as it's something that is so like to keep up with the trend. It's not a trend. It's an illness. It exists. It's real. People have it. People are still recovering from it. Some are not. Some are just experiencing. It. Some have been experiencing it for so long and they don't, still don't know what to do. So be aware of your community, of how kindly you speak to people, of how gently you treat them. Like, listening is the most important thing when it comes to a person who suffers from anxiety. Like, who have, if you have someone who listens to you, then you are blessed for some reason or you can have your journal like listen to you if not a friend if you are not comfortable enough or not confident enough to talk about it with a friend you can write it down you can confront yourself and move on confrontation like it's a it's a battle and there's no win-win when it comes to waging war with anxiety and I have never been a winner when it came to anxiety always the loser but now after like digging my feet into solid ground I am waging a war myself against anxiety and for the past four months 
I can claim that I have been winning. I'm proud of myself for some reason because I'm being aware of my truth, of who I am, of my being because I have been living a lie. I am a lie, like I was a lie living in a lie. And it's not that easy to wake up every single morning thinking that you cannot be in charge of how you feel or because anxiety will do that for you. So all the mixed emotions, all the bottled up feelings are out of your control and you cannot like change what you cannot control unless you put your mind into it. So I guess that's what everyone should do if you are listening to my podcast or not. Maybe I'm talking to myself. Maybe four people are listening to it. And if you are, I just want to say that I'm grateful that you listen to this podcast. (laughs) Because there are certain things that we love about our being, which are a lot. I'll say them right now. The things that make me fall in love with anxiety, sorry, the things that makes me fall in love with life that anxiety cannot control is writing, obviously, taking pictures, watching the sunset, um, walking listening to music um um i guess that's it and for some reason anxiety keeps has like has me f- fantasize about certain events that do not exist I believe that everyone has that to fantasize about things that do not really exist or will not exist, but I feel them in a very weird way. I keep dreaming about them. I write poems about them. I I can plot a whole novel in my mind out of a fantasy that my anxiety is, make, is like trying to make me believe. And... I end up worse than I used to be because once the end, once you reach the end and no one is safe from the end, that's something. Once you reach the end and you don't know what to do, you cannot keep extending the branches of this fantasy by means you cannot like make create a new beginning for something that has ended unless it's something that you have you can have control over for example you can have control over ending a contract with a company you can easily find or not easily you can apply for another job that way you have created a new beginning to an end or you can for example if you've broken up with someone after you take your time to rediscover yourself you can you know find someone else but when it comes to a fantasy in your mind well personally 
once the fantasy ends and I would be so obsessed with the idea or addicted to it I try everything everything in my power to create a new beginning for it and I end up having nothing and about addiction you get addicted to something it's not like the idea comes to you and the idea is is there but you are with your own will and with your own ability you get addicted to, to this certain thing because you would put all your energy and mind and being into it and it's painful <laughs> yeah it's painful thinking about it it's sad it's desperate but it's how the mind works for people who have who have been going through a lot or who had gone through a lot I just want to tell those people that you are not alone. I exist too. You're not... It's not your fault. You can move past it. Not immediately as long... Like whenever you want to. You can move past it. It takes baby steps to figure out who you want to be. Or if you want to rediscover yourself. It takes baby steps... And anxiety will be there, will still be there, but you have to move past it like a stranger, like someone who you've never met before. Just like move past it. It's not that easy, but like you will have to do it at first. You will try to make eye contact with it, but by time you will move past it and you will be the main character of your life because anxiety you are not your anxiety and the the last thing i want to say it's what i hate about my anxiety is that it makes me believe that no one will read my blog post or no one will listen to the podcast or my novel will not be published or i will not get that job and uh, your thoughts your mind is a magnet your thoughts turn into reality if you keep moving into the negative path if you think negatively you will end up with negative results if you think positively you will have positive results so don't let someone or your anxiety take decisions on your behalf it's your life no one will live your life on your behalf and i have one question if you were if you got the chance to meet yourself would you do it would you go for it would you be down to meet yourself your damaged self your highest self your successful being your broken self i don't know but would you like do it Personally, I would, but would you think about it? Would you want to do that? And how would the process be? How would it be? You can DM me your answers or you can write 
a message or comment or I don't know do anything or you can keep your answers to yourself I don't mind as long as you take your time to think about it and if you have reached the end of this episode I want to say thank you for being here and I'm glad you are here I'm glad that you are listening to this you are listening to someone who doesn't know what she wants to do in life except for writing and being emotional so thank you for being here thank you for listening to this episode this was episode eight of season one of and then some this was your host may recording from Montreal, canada and i hope you guys have a good day good time you are all strong warriors and i believe in you you got this and be your main priority it'll change your life